is episode 118 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is a very important podcast because we are going to spotlight a Christian church using the name of Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim within their service. Now, it is very important to point out that we live in a dispensation of time where not only the Ibir understands the name of the Most High, but also the Christian church understands the name of the Most High. Sit back and relax. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! You make everything right. Give me more power. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews Hebrews in in Exile. Exile. This has been a beautiful day. Matter of fact, it's been a wonderful week. Mm. And um, right now, I'm really quite excited about tonight's podcast. Yeah. Um, Today, I was sitting around and I'd gone through my normal things that I do today and um, I really was wondering, I said, well, what are we going to talk about tonight? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we come in and you, you, <laughs> I mean, how does this come about? Yeah, I mean. Let's, let's, we're we're, we're, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the, um, the, I don't know how to put it. The spark, the flame, the match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's being ignited yeah. mm-hmm. over the knowledge of the Most High's name coming into the presence of people and congregations that we wouldn't even expect to hear such verbiage. Absolutely, yeah. But but how does this happen? I mean, talk to me. I mean, it 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 happened very kind of organically. We're um, sitting around the campfire at the, at the job. We're having some discussions amongst my colleagues, and we're talking about a particular subject matter. This issue of being woke, if you will, and how um, a lot of things have infiltrated uh, our culture that is just not germane to any benefit at all to anybody. But at, at, at any rate, whatever your position is on that, it is what it is. But there's a particular group um, here in the Sacramento region in uh, an area of, uh, called Roseville, of those of you that are familiar with that. Um, one, of the, one of the largest churches, amongst one of the largest churches in Sacramento region is a group called uh, Destiny's Church. And... Um, from time to time, I tend to go to that webpage just to see what's happening there. And <laughs> for just, not because I'm trying to follow them or not because I'm trying to get any, anything else. It's just to, just to see what, what's happening in the Christian world. Yeah, because they're, they're very politically oriented. Yeah, they, they, they mean, are. They're, very, they're, they're a Christian fundamental. Yeah, I would say that they're uh, very conservative in their in their views and the way that they think. Um, uh, very politically, and and that is one of the things that they've been accused of uh, in the paper. Thinking of Sack B, um, they've come under fire because it has just been such a, a a politically charged group of individuals. So just 
just know that when you're listening to them or for you if you ever decided you want to want to uh want to frequent their page or their their social media but as i was on that site um just looking and let me just say this the reason i went there today was because they speak about things germane to being woke they don't like the issue of wokeness and so that's what wound why I wound up there i said okay I, you know i'm always looking around for different things to you know trigger me i guess <laughs> so i went to went to the webpage and i found a video a jewel a treasure there and what sparked my interest is because the title of the caption which you can probably see in the top left hand of the screen says yahweh and elohim yeah, that, 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 when you're a pure Hebrew, when you see the terminology anywhere and anybody opens their mouth about Yahweh, Elohim, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like, a, like whistling at your puppy dog. Our ears go, bing! Right. And our, right. Tail, our tail starts wagging, okay, okay, Yahweh, Elohim, what's this about? What they're going to talk about? What the, what's this right. about? Right. Yeah, and we so, get excited. So, so the issue was, is I had every intention on listening to this particular piece it's not very long but i'm saying i'm already coming into it with a in a defensive position because i understand that this is a kind of a christian fundamentalist group yeah and they're mentioning the name of our, our elohim our elohim yeah the all existent one so i'm saying here oh my goodness so hopefully it's whatever's coming out whatever's these people's mouths mouth, i hope <laughs> I hope I hope it ain't ain't bad. Right, exactly. So that was kind of the intent, and it it sparked something to say. Okay, let's turn it on. Let's see what they got to say. And I'm I'm not gonna give away anybody's thunder or anything. You, we gonna go through it. We're going to um, we're gonna play this video uh for you. It's by the um, pastor's wife of Destiny Church. Her name is Kathy Farrington, and um. It gets along. They're pretty good. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to let you listen to it. Then uh, Sean and I are going to come back and have some conversation about it. Let's see if we can get it going. Matter of fact, let me just... You know, when we read the Word of God, there are a lot of words that are used to depict the name of God. And many of us know many of them. There's Jehovah Jireh. He provides. There's Jehovah Rophe, he is our healer. And so when you pray and you use his words, his name in your prayer or in your praise, you are inviting that character, that nature of God into your life. And so we're gonna sing a worship song here in a few minutes. And it's about the names of God. And I wanna talk to you about two of those names. One of them is Elohim. The very first sentence in the Bible lets us know about our God Elohim. It says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God, in the beginning Elohim, he created the heavens and the earth and he goes through the seven days and everything God created. Do you know that that is our God? The God who created everything. We are the created, but he is the 
the creator. And when we invite Elohim into our life, we are giving him access to create anything in our world, anything in our relationships, anything in our lives that we might need. Joshua 1.9, he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why? Because the Lord your God, the Lord your Elohim is with you wherever you go. So we have this Elohim God that can create anything we need. Nothing's too difficult for him. And he's with us wherever we go. He can create our protection. He can create open doors. He can create anything we need. He can move mountains. We have an Elohim God that is omnipotent, that is all powerful, that you don't need to find another power in this world. He is the power that we need, Elohim. Then there's another word, Yahweh. Wow, this word you could study for a year. It is kind of complicated, I'm not going to lie, as I was studying. Because Yahweh is actually the word Lord, but in the Bible, Lord is spelled three different ways. So, but Yahweh that we are worshiping, Yahweh is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And Yahweh is actually mentioned 6,800 and I think 23 times in the Old Testament. Yahweh is mentioned almost in every book of the Old Testament. Yahweh is our redeeming God, the God who is able to go in situations, deliver and redeem anything that needs to be redeemed. Yahweh is actually a very sacred word and they, the common people wouldn't use it in the Old Testament. It was only the priest who actually used the word Yahweh because the other people felt it was too sacred to even say out of their mouth but we have the ability the privilege to call upon Yahweh in our life you know one of the redeeming times that Yahweh manifested himself as God in in the Old Testament is through Moses you know the story God spoke to him Yahweh spoke to him through a burning bush Yahweh told him you need to go talk to Pharaoh to release my people you need to go talk to the children of Israel tell them to get ready to go that I have seen this is in Exodus chapter 3 I have seen their misery I have seen their oppression I have heard their cries I have heard their sorrow and I will deliver and Moses tells God but who am I gonna say sent me who they're not gonna believe me who are who am I gonna say sent me and 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 Yahweh says I am who I am that who is that is who's sending you I am who I am it actually means Yahweh I am and it is a very present tense you know we can kind of think oh God's out there or when you go home God's only a destiny or you can think that no Yahweh is present he is I am he is with you wherever you go just like that scripture says Proverbs 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and they are safe. The name of Yahweh is a strong tower. We can run to Yahweh and be safe. In the New Testament, it is used again. When the, when the Roman soldiers and, and the police came to arrest Jesus, you know they brought like three to 600 armor guard to arrest one man. And they knew how powerful he was, don't you think? Anyway, when they came to arrest, they said, are you Jesus of Nazareth? And Jesus responded in the garden and says, I am he. When he said, I am he, John 18 tells us that all the guard, all the police, they fell backwards and fell to the ground. Now they didn't fall like I fell the other week. The Bible says they hit the ground with explosion. The Bible says it was a blast. When he spoke, I am, there was a blast that sent back the enemy, that sent back the army that comes to attack, that sends them back, that there's power in the name of Yahweh and it's the exact same phrase that was spoken to Moses in Exodus 3 and I tell you that because I want you to know as we worship God wants to meet you right where you're at do you need a deliverer because Yahweh he delivered him out of bondage 400 years of bondage in Egypt but Yahweh in John 18 Jesus delivered us from our bondage of sin and Yahweh Jesus can deliver you from any situation you are going through you know what it is any situation we are going to sing to Yahweh we are going to sing to Adonai we are going to sing to Elohim we are gonna sing to the great I am I'm gonna have you stand right now but I want you to realize you have the choice to worship the great I am you have the choice to come and invite Yahweh into your life Elohim into your life to deliver you to provide for you to create for you it is our choice it is our choice. Can I pray for you? Lord, right now, your name is great. All right. Yeah. I, I want to say that um, in spite of, for us pure Hebrews, the injection of making Yahweh synonymous with a man um, that she did a really good job. She did. I, I, I thought that she did a phenomenal job for where they're at and their understanding. And, and yeah, when I think awesome about, job. yeah, and when I think about, when I think about what she's saying, it takes my mind back to um, 2007. Mm -hmm. when we first made the transition out of Christianity to be Hebraic and we were studying the Hebrew language with mm -hmm. our Hebrew teacher 
and we were able to decipher that the Most High had a name. Yeah. Yahweh. Yeah. Now, I want to say to you all that, that heard that, um, I have been expecting something like this to happen and take place. I've been waiting for this. Mm. Um, there's a lot I can say about what she said. Uh, uh, first of all, let me let me say this. Um, she mentioned that the name Yahweh is mentioned in the Hebrew text over uh, six thousand plus times. times. Yeah, something to well, that effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. One of the things that that we we know, pure, we pure Hebrews know, by reading the Hebrew uh, text itself, that the word Lord and the word God are not written in the Hebrew text in relationship to the Most High. Correct. You're going to find the Tetragrammaton, which is yod heh vav heh, mm -hmm. in respect to the Most High. We know that in all Greek-inspired Bibles, the name of the Most High has been replaced by the words Lord and God. Mm -hmm. So she's using them interchangeably, uh, Yahweh God, mm -hmm. because that's what, she, that's what she knows. Yes. We spent, ooh, my goodness. It wasn't until 2000, we started, we became Hebrews in 2007. It wasn't until 2018, 17 or 18. 17, yeah. That's what, 10 years? Yeah. It wasn't until 10 years later that we unraveled the fact that Yahweh is alone by himself and there is none like him or anyone that can be compared to him today. So we quote from the book of Yeshayahu, chapter 40, uh, where he asked the question, who, 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 who do you compare me to? Who can I be compared to? Right. And then he talks about, he talks about further in, in the prophet's uh, uh, I delivered you and there was no alien God with me. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's right. She's right. Uh, through her, through her conversation of how she introduces, uh, Yahweh Elohim, uh, to the congregation. Now, as I said before, I, I've been, I've been waiting for this to happen. Yeah. The only thing is that our people, people need to know, Most High doesn't have a myriad of names. Correct. He has, he has titles that define his action and define what he does. Right. Those are not names. Those are titles. Right. Like when she uses um, Yahweh Rapha. Rapha, which yeah. Which is uh, Yahweh is the healer. Or if yeah. you come across Yahweh Hasofet, that's and, and, Yahweh is the judge. And and that's that's oh, that's pure uh, uh, oxenazism. Also, oxenazism is the fact that uh, they don't they don't use or pronounce the father's name as she indicated because they think it's too sacred to do so. Yeah, but we have a problem with that mm -hmm. 
because um, I forget now in what text what text it's, it's in, but uh, you can look this phrase up because it's written in you you, you can uh, concordance or assures it up. They that call up on the name of the Lord, she's already told you that that word Lord has been translated into Yah it been translated as Yahweh. So they that call up on Yahweh shall be saved. Right. That's very important because the name of the Most High is the one that does the delivering the delivering act. She's talked about how Yahweh is a powerful deliverer. Mm-hmm. Yahweh is a powerful redeemer. True. Power, Yahweh is always present. Yahweh God is always present. Well, we've dropped we have dropped the name God because there is there is some heathenistic uh connection to that terminology, to that term, for me, that allows me to to set it aside and refer to him as El mm-hmm. or Uh I thought when she went to uh, to Exodus chapter three, yeah. she was going to do thirteen, three and thirteen, or something thir- like yeah, three, thirteen, yeah. fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. where she talked about uh, who shall they sent me that I am. Right. Well, that whole text. There's verbiage in the Greek-inspired Bibles where the rest of that text where the Father, Father's name is not mentioned. Right. So my question, mm-hmm. my question okay. to her is if you're reading your Greek-inspired Bible, where did you find the name Yahweh? And who have you been listening to? Yeah, because... Because it's not in your Bible. That's right. Yeah, if you look it up, it won't be yeah. there. You will not find the name Yahweh in any Greek-inspired Bible. Or Eurocentric inspired Bible, it's not there. That whole text is left out. Yeah, which which speaks to her acumen or whatever she's studying, or yeah. whoever is in her circle or whoever's uh, being influential um, is on the right path. Because um, obviously, yeah, there's some there's some missing information in the Greek inspired text that alleviates the name of the Most High. And I thought what what I got excited about is when she said, you know, she said Yahweh that I am. I thought she would might have went ahead and say Eye Asha Eye. Then that would have been a dead giveaway that she's reading some type of Hebraic manuscript that actually right. alludes to it. Because now you're getting back to the essence and the and the and the organicness of the Most High's name, as he mentioned it to his his uh, servant Moshe. Yeah. Now, you might ask, why are we talking about this, and why are we sharing this with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here is the golden rule. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give for for all you Hebrew people and for all you melanated people who go to Christian black churches. Okay. I'm going to give you a rule. Mm -hmm. It is historical. It's historical that the majority of black churches follow on the heels of of what they hear and see their white predecessors do. Mm-hmm. Black churches didn't know anything about praise and worship until Song Hill and all of those white churches started doing praise and worship and had praise and worship teams. And mm-hmm. then and then all of a sudden, all the black churches started having, having praise and worship teams. Mm-hmm. Black churches did not have praise dancers until the white churches started doing praise worship with with praise dancers and we maybe see here here's a problem that mm-hmm. I have 
The Most High said we're supposed to be the head and not the tail. But the Eurocentrics are leading the way. Correct. That now, they are. I said I've been waiting for this to happen. Yeah. Because you see, in we go back, as, as I said earlier, in 2007, we were we were making the same the same yeah, the content yeah the content we were doing the same we were melding Yahweh with 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 Yeshua and 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 all of that we did the same thing yeah that's the beginning of an awakening absolutely yep. I'm sharing this with you I want you all to hear what I'm saying what you just heard tonight out of Destiny Church out of that European fundamental. Christian church is a spark that I have to ask a question, who is she listening to? Mm. Because whoever they're affiliated with and or whoever she's a listening to, that's going to ripple through and people, that's a very large congregation of people. Yes. And if they bite on the fact that the father is Yahweh, mm -hmm. they're going to be, they're going to be Yahweh in for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And she did it so very eloquently for, for a group of individuals because I, I'm looking at the premise. I also have to remember and keep it in context because she also says, hey, listen, we're going to sing some songs. It was like this dissertation and monologue was a preparatory act right. to say, hey, listen, we're going to use some words and some terms that you've never heard possibly before. And I want to give you the backstory on it. And she did it so well that us as pure Hebrews were intrigued and interested the whole entire time while she was speaking. She was on very good ground right. for 95, 98% of the time yes. that she was speaking. And yes. I thought her introduction was very eloquently put. So it was setting the groundwork to say, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing in the sense that you're already to start to learn songs. Not only is she giving you a teaching prior to, but now it's going to start to get ingrained in your, in your, in your spirit because now you're going to be hearing this word that keeps coming up in, in, in song and it's going to be in the back, back of your mind all the time. So it's, it, this, is a, this is a very good thing. And it, the Most High doesn't do anything by coincidence. That's why I said we started. This is the spark, hopefully. I, I, I wished I could have heard the song they were going to sing. <laughs> right. I think they might have actually had it on their the regular old. Because here's um, the issue. Mm -hmm. You can't find songs out there that speak of Yahweh. That's true. There's, there, you, you got to go hunt for a song of worship that includes the name of Yahweh. Yeah. Unless they took some of their songs and injected His name into it. That's correct. That's correct. So I would be very interested to hear the song they sang because mm. I'd be, I'd be hot diggity dog <laughs> if they was playing if they was playing some of Kevin's music. Yeah, that would be very. In, that would be. Probably the nail in the coffin, the confirmation that we're doing something right. Oh, I'm not not to get the big head or anything, but yeah, that would be nice to know what song they did sing. There is a plethora of of songs that are out there, but yeah, that would have been nice to know. Now, here's the interesting part that I that I that I that I opened up for you all. Black churches follow on the heels of their white counterparts. Whatever their white counterparts do, you can you will find 
that kind of that kind of thing starting to starting to take to take hold in their churches. Now, uh, there is another church in the city uh, for which uh, some dear friends of mine that I grew that grew up with me because they're younger than I am. I remember when they were babies. Okay. And uh, I see them on Facebook and what have you, and they're always talking about Yahweh. So mm. it's not. So the issue is not. It's not a new concept in the minds of Christendom. But what she did right there, she put it in its proper context, which is the beautiful part. Because you, like I said, how did I open up? I opened up looking to. I mean, I understand what kind of congregation they are. Yeah. And so I was looking to see. Okay, is you're, this you're, person going to butcher this? Yeah. And she didn't. Yeah. No, she didn't. She didn't no, she at didn't. all. She she did it in its no, proper context. She, no, she didn't. And she took them right to the beginning and explained it from there. That's why this is a this this type of thing is like a gateway. I'm gonna use a pejorative term here, y'all. It's like a gateway drug. Once you get it into your, your 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 hubris, your mind, and then you start to explore that, it becomes it takes on a life of its own and why we are, or at least in the position that we are in now. But I piggyback on what you're saying, and I agree with you. Black people don't tend to move unless they see some type of confirmation somewhere. Now it's okay. And now if it's okay, we see this happening. What's going to be interesting is when you start going down this rabbit hole of where this leads and who Yahweh's people are. Uh -huh. Now that's another issue that's going to be that's going to come up. Now I would be interested to see in the future how this takes fruition. If it just stops here and we just acknowledge that that's the name of Yahweh, because I'm telling you, the more and more you get into this, the more and more truths and the wool has been pulled over your eyes on the things that you've learned from Christendom that don't align up with what Yahweh see, one, says. One of the things, one of the things that I noticed that I noticed, and I, I don't know if are you all. Uh, you know, you can go back and you you can't if you if you if you're watching if you're watching us um, um, in our, on our uh, YouTube channel, um, if you could feel when she started talking about Yahweh, she got very very emotional. Yeah, she she had to stop, and that's because then that demonstrates yeah. that this, that demonstrates the power that that is associated with that name. When it comes at when it comes out of a out of a pure heart. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know this lady, mm -hmm. but listening to her, listening to her tonight, in my mind, I see her as an individual that is searching. She says she's studying. She says there's a whole lot to know about the name of Yahweh. Well. Mm, not really. <laughs> not really. It's not that he's not that deep. Mm. I mean, he's deep, but but when you understand when you understand how the Most High El, whose name is Yahweh, functions, mm -hmm. and how he goes about his business, and what he is looking for from his people. The more that you study him, it's going to drag you. It's going to take you someplace. I, I'm like I'm with you. I'm interested to know where this is going to go because you can't 
talk about Yahweh and Mashe without talking about his laws, his rules, and his mitzvot, his commandments. Absolutely. That's the heart and soul of Yahweh. Yeah. yeah. That's the heart and soul of Yahweh. This is going to spark some good banter and questions and a whole a whole nother facet. And I'll be doggone, uh, y y you know, there's another video on there with her husband. Yeah. Talking about. Talking about land. Talking about the land, how we're going <laughs> to take the, hey, that's, that, hey, hey, get out, get out of my ballpark. That's my ballpark. <laughs> you know, a doggone thing. Y'all want to go to heaven. Now you want to take some land. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. That's interesting. It goes right hand in hand. When you look at the when you look at her dissertation that she does, which was eloquent, and then you look at where he goes. Now again, understand, we are not throwing them under a no, bus no, because we were there at one time. But we were doing we we're trying to understand and get a good stronghold and a good footing on on where we are. But here's the interesting part. This is why I like the most high. And this is no dig on them. Please don't take this the wrong way. The Most High, as you mentioned earlier, positioned people like ourselves that when this hopefully takes, catches fire, we're in a position and that's how Hebrew Israel is supposed to be set up, period. When the nations come and look for understanding and wisdom and leadership on how to execute the mitzvot, how a community is ran, they come to Yahweh's people. So, this is just a foreshadowing, hopefully, it would, and it will be, not hopefully. This is a foreshadowing on how it's going to look because you, we've, as you eloquently put, we've been groomed over, over a decade and some change. And we've come to this understanding. So even if in, individuals are listening to this and they, they go over there and they, you know, we're going to hashtag the fool out of this. So anybody that's listening to them will come see us and say, okay, there's a deeper understanding of this Yahweh. I want to know more about him and his behavior and how he treats his people and how, and now all these questions that I had are getting answered and I'm understanding the Greek text. I'm understanding the Ibir text, which is the Hebrew text. And now it's all making sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that the purple and gold people uh don't do and they 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 put people who claim to be of Hebrews in a bad light mm -hmm. it's because I call them the mad Hebrews <laughs> yeah they yeah. they they talk negatively about the uh, other nationalities of people mm -hmm. when in fact our text, teaches us and shows us, particularly in Numbers chapter 15 and verse 15, he says, he says, the Most High El, Yahweh, speaks to Mashe and says, there shall be one law or one Torah for you, Israel, and for the foreigner residing with you. Absolutely. So now, this lady here, she's a foreigner. Mm -hmm. She's of the nations. Mm -hmm. Our text also goes back and it says, uh, in the prophets, it says, let us go up to Jerusalem mm -hmm. for the Torah or the law of the Most High is being, being taught there. That's in the Messianic era. Mm -hmm. But in this in this sixth day, that's grace. Mm -hmm. There is now 
and opening up this this right here. I, I, like I said, I don't know who she's listening to. I don't know who they're listening to. I don't know how you get to a point of talking about Yahweh and talking about land. That's all pure Hebrew stuff. Mm -hmm. And for you to be able to put any kind of teaching behind that, you got to be listening to somebody or you've got to be studying our text in a way that's opening your eyes to see what's happening. But the further down that road they go, they're going to find out that who the most highest people are. Yeah. And that's going to be a defining point um, on a, a transition wise as to what they do, because we also got to understand, you know, we, when we made the transition, there's a different circum set of circumstances that were in play. We, we were a smaller group of individuals. Right. We, we could be nimble enough to make the transition. The Most High has sustained us, even though we are few in number, he has sustained us through the years. But when you're talking about it, like I said, this is a, a big church. That's a mega church. And then to pivot, or not even pivot, but to make an arcing turn towards the Most High and the ear bitter teaching, that is going to be the end. I feel like two commentators like Stephen A. Smith and, and I guess I'll be Shannon Thorpe up here. <laughs> I'll talk like Shannon Thorpe for a little bit. No, but I mean, the, the, as we're commentating on this, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this, this pans moves, out for them. How it pans out yeah. and how it moves across the uh, fundamental Christian uh, denominations and how other uh, Christian churches, I don't care what their ethnicity is, how they're going to pick up on this particular thing right here. Mm -hmm. Now, I say this to you. Uh, at least she said, what, she, what caught my ear with what she said? She says, I've been studying. Mm -hmm. See, now, this is what... This is what intrigues me. I've been studying. When you stop and study mm -hmm. outside the parameters of where you are and you stumble onto this, and you stumble onto this, that's huge. Yeah. That's really big. Yeah. And like, and because it's so big, that's it's big. so loud. Yeah, that's big. That I know that and you know this too, there are going to be some collateral people on the side that are going to be picking up on this and they're going to, and that's what we're aiming for. I, I understand that it's coming from Destiny's Church, yeah. but the greater part here is the Most High needs to awaken the, his people first. And he uses the instrument, he uses the instrument that he knows that his people are going to listen to. They're not listening to us. Right, right. We're just a... Dropping the bucket. Yeah, we're we're well, yeah, and we're just we're we're just here, although we have and know the information well. Mm-hmm. They're not listening to us. Mm-hmm. But they will listen to their white counterparts. Yeah. And uh, if this becomes a trend where they're using the name of the most high, like I said, all you need is just that that spark, spark that spark. will Get people intrigued, and now we're asking questions. Yes. Now we have to read. And this is the beautiful thing about being in this day and age, because as we're seeing, you know, I used that term woke earlier today, um, about being open-minded to different things. We're living in a day and age where 
people are not afraid to ask questions. No. And they're they're not afraid to engage in banter into conversation. And you need to have a reasonable answer for what you're talking about. I'm just not going to, if these things aren't marrying up, we need to have a discussion that makes some type of sense. Right. And again, I'm glad that you, see, that's the most high working in this too, to say, yeah, there's a Hebrew for the, those of you that are watching. Oh, these are Hebrews. They must be the part of the mad Hebrew group. No, we're not. We're making that distinction. No, we're not. No, we're not. And no, this is not. what we, this is supposed to look like. This, yeah, exactly. And in essence, we would welcome, we would welcome her into our conversation Absolutely. in order to help her to better understand mm -hmm. what she's talking about mm -hmm. <clears throat> and show her and show her in the in, in our codex, the Hebrew text, where she left off, where the Most High's name is written in the text, but it's been left out of every European Bible. Absolutely, it's not. It's you. You if you have, <coughs> if you have a King James, if you have any kind of Bible other than a Hebraic Bible, Exodus chapter three, verse. 13, 14, 15, and 16, I think down to 17, mm -hmm. is missing mm -hmm. the information that brings forth with the most. I say, I am the Elohim of Abraham, the Yitzchak. I'm the Elohim of Yaakov. This shall be my name throughout all generations, yod heh vav -Hey, the Tetragrammaton. Mm -hmm. This shall be my name throughout. This is how I shall be known through all my generations, by the name Yahweh. It's in our text. Yeah. Which which I come back again and say, I wonder what she's reading. Right. Because it's not in that Bible she was holding in her hand. Right, right, right. I mean, there's only, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a couple publications that are out there that, that talk about that. But what's even more interesting is, like you said, where she left off, the next place to go forward is to go back to that eloquent book, that opulent book called Shemot, where it says in Shemot, in chapter number four, and somewhere between 20 and 22, where it says, that's the next piece to get. Yeah. Israel, Israel. is my, my firstborn first son. son. Now we got to deal with, that's Yahweh speaking, and he's taking a stronghold in your, in your spirit. Now you got to explain that. Yeah. How did it become some, someone, someone else? else? And it yeah. has never changed from the inception of that or instantiation of that group of people to this very day. Right. So now we have to reconcile this. That's why I'm saying the, the fork in the road. Yes. Is they are standing at it. Yes. And I, I, I praise and give honor to the most high because he's doing something. Yes, he is. And orchestrating yes, something that is. is way beyond yes, us. And I, I realize that, the most highest positioned us See, in a, in a yeah. sweet spot. Yeah, I, I have been praying. I have been praying and I've been asking the most highest. And, you know, the, 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 the question that I asked them, why aren't they hearing us? And the most high told me, he says, why would they hear you? They don't listen to me. Mm -hmm. But he knows who they will listen to. Mm -hmm. And that's the other, that's the other part of the... Of the uh, of the equation there. Yeah, they won't knows, listen to you. They won't listen to me, me but, but I know who they know will, who they listen, will to. listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cold blooded. See, Cold this blooded. is what I'm saying. See, the most high, the most high L is strategic in everything he's doing. With that, I'm going to say to you, mm. watch out. You're going to start hearing the name Yahweh 
being expressed within Christian churches all over the world. This is just the spark. Yeah. But just because they use the name Yahweh does not mean that they have an understanding mm -hmm. of what he purports and what it is that he's looking for in his people. Yes. What he's really trying to do, what he's really trying to do is to get his people to wake up. Right. Exactly. He's trying to get Hebrew Israel in exile to wake up. Mm -hmm. And he knows that if you listen to the other people, their ears are going to hear it. They're going to start doing some 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 preaching. And now the next thing is the next thing is going to happen. What's that? Okay. Well, the next thing is going to happen in the black church. They're going to start preaching this. Mm. We teach it. Mm -hmm. They go and Yahweh said and 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 Yahweh and and Yahweh and, and Yahweh. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to hear that kind of verbiage coming out of the black church. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. But the problem with that is, and I realize it's a spark. They're going to be coming out of it and leaving the core of the most important aspect of Yahweh out of the conversation, and mm -hmm. that is to repent and turn back to me and obey my laws, my mitzvot, yeah. and my commandments, and my teachings. Mm -hmm. That Absolutely. may happen downstream, mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen up front. Yeah. And that's the most high, with, with your dissertation that you've done, the most high, we're not put, see, we're not going to be like the book of Yehudit that give, they gave him the most high five days. Oh, we're <laughs> going to give him all the time he needs. He needs, he's got plenty of time in this dispensation of time. If you, you, you earmark it starting in 1985. Now, you got to go back into some other podcasts and then reason and, and understand why we say 1985. But if it started, he's got a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. In order to turn the ear of the people, and we're just uh, we're just riding the wave. We're going to be attentive to what the Most High has in store for us. But this, I'm a, I'm elated because this is just again, this is just confirmation that the Most High is in control. Yeah, I, he's I, moving the pawns where he needs to. Yeah, I, I've got a friend that I've the Most High sparked in my mind to call and to sit down and have a conversation with. He's a teacher of Scripture. And um, he's a friend of mine, and uh, I just want to query. Now I want to find out where his ear is in line of oh, this. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.